The American Battlefield Trust seeks to preserve our nation's hallowed battlegrounds and educate the public about what happened there and why it matters today. They permanently protect these battlefields for future generations as a lasting and tangible memorial to the brave soldiers who fought in the American Revolution, the War of 1812, and the Civil War. You can help save battlefield land today by visiting battlefields.org. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Tattoo Historian Show. My name is John. I am the Tattoo Historian. And this is a very special podcast this week. I am really delighted to be able to bring you the audio from the live stream interview I did at the Rupp House for the Gettysburg Foundation a couple weeks ago. And on this audio, you will hear me interview the two ladies from Stuff You Missed in History Class, the podcast. And that would be Tracy Wilson and Holly Fry, two magnificent ladies who are doing wonderful things to get more history out to the masses. And when I say masses, I mean a ton of people. Um, I didn't realize it until we sat down and started talking the numbers of people that they reach per month. And you're going to hear it in this interview. And it is something that I cannot even fathom having this many people download my podcast. Uh, maybe someday, as in maybe 10 years from now, but for right now, uh, I am not near to the level they are, but they are an inspiration in the podcast world. Uh, they talk about their researching and how they get the podcast set up and their numbers, and, and we talk about uh, stuff they're really into and their, and their way of doing things and, and how they uh, came up with this model, which has become so successful. And, you know, it was really great to sit down and talk with them. The Gaysburg Foundation had put on great conversations, and uh, which was a, a free uh, speaker series that they put on for one day over in Gettysburg. And they invited me to come over and live stream interview some of the speakers who were there. And maybe some of you saw it on my Facebook page, and I'm going to later upload those to YouTube. But it was a really great time, and this is definitely uh, one of the highlights for me of the entire day was interviewing Tracy Wilson and Holly Fry. It was just a great time, and they were really open and honest, and, and you could walk right up to them and talk to them. They were very welcoming. And, you know, it was just nice to be around people who have done so much uh, in their uh, field and so much for the history field, and you could just walk right up to them. Uh, no ego, no nothing. It's just it was really great to be around a lot of, uh, a couple people who are really down to earth like I try to be and welcoming and open and honest about the field but about also podcasting and uh, so if you're thinking about getting into podcasting and you listen to this one uh, you might want to listen to what we talk about and it might interest you as far as moving forward and creating your own podcast but the stuff you missed in history class has been a podcast I've listened to in the past. I don't listen to that many, I will be honest with you. Uh, but this one has been one that I've listened to for a few years now, and I've always really enjoyed it. And to understand the background of how they research all this stuff and the amount of work they put into it, uh, this is so commendable uh, for them. You know, this, this, this I hope that they uh, 
realize how much work they're doing. And, uh, you know, I, I commend them fully for all that they're doing. It's just an amazing process. So they are some of the hardest workers I had ever met in the podcast world so far. But ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, remember this is off of a video of a live stream that I did. So you're going to hear me introduce the live stream first and then uh, then you'll understand why I'm speaking the way I do because I do say we are live at the Rupp House. But this is just the recorded audio off of that live stream. But I really hope that you get something out of this and that you really enjoy it. Uh, I sure did and I really appreciated their input on and off camera. So thank you to Tracy Wilson and thank you to Holly Fry for being uh, people who you can just walk up to and ask questions. And when they did their talk for Great Conversations, the demographic went down 10 to 15 years in that tent. A lot of young people are really into the podcast world now, really appreciate it. And you can see the future of the history field when people like these two ladies get up and start talking. You can see the demographics change, and I am very excited about that. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Tracy Wilson and Holly Fry, you may know them from the Stuff You Missed in History Class podcast. They are now right here on the Tattoo Historian Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rupp House here in Gaysburg, Pennsylvania. My name is John. I am the Tattoo Historian, and we are here for the Gaysburg Foundation's Great Conversations. Uh, Great Conversations is held in remembrance of the Battle of Gettysburg, which happened 156 years ago next week. And I am joined by Tracy Wilson and Holly Fry. You may know these ladies from the Stuff You Missed in History class podcast thank you ladies for being on the live stream thanks for having us on yes, it indeed thank you for having us. it's so good to meet you all because i am a big fan and i'm fanboying right now well thank you because i, I look up to you guys for inspiration you get an a plus for low-key fanboying that yeah this it's the chillest it's a very chilled chill. out fanboy this is how i do this is how i do i'm not okay. i'm not the type to like run up and be like oh my god you know i just don't do it that way yeah, yeah, but I've been but I've been listening to your podcast for quite a while, and uh, it kind of influenced me to start my own. Okay, but I'll never Hooray. be as cool as you two. Thank you. So that, that's not true, but go ahead. Well, okay, let's go with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk about the podcast and the podcast life hashtag podcast life and all that stuff today. But also, we're gonna talk about what you're gonna be talking about outside yeah uh, yeah hopefully when the weather this clears storm blows over because <laughs> we are under threat of a torrential downpour right now possible with... half dollar size hail yeah, yeah it's an exciting time i know it's like it's like canister fire again at the battle of gettysburg <laughs> yeah. we're just going to dodge through it and see if we come out alive here it is officially it. raining really hard right now yeah. is it yeah okay oh yeah 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 we oh, yeah. were uh prepping for our show we were looking over our script and whatnot and i got up and i went to the kitchenette to do something and looked outside and said it's it's dark out <laughs> it <laughs> right. had been previously absolutely spectacularly beautiful and sunny and i was like right. i should investigate we look out the window and just see people running away I was yeah like, oh, a I scramble was happening. happening yeah <laughs> yeah when civilians are running in gettysburg you know something's going down <laughs> yep it's just the way it is yeah. in the history field. You got to watch yourself. A surprise thunderstorm. Yes. Uh, so, so your talk later on, 
hopefully, if everything clears up right. and, the, and the tent is still standing. The tent doesn't have half-dollar <laughs> size holes <laughs> right, blown right, through it. Right, although it'll be nicely aerated by then. Uh, is fearless, feisty, and unflagging the women of Gettysburg, uh-huh. which is an awesome topic because it's so often overlooked. And so why this topic? Uh, well, one of the things we try to do on the show all the time is talk about people that are overlooked often in history. And we hear a lot more about men, especially in the context of wars. Yes. <laughs> so it was a natural thing for us to focus on women. Um, and then picking the women turned out to be a little challenging because there were a lot, a lot, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many. Uh, yeah, Tracy took point on research on this one. We usually alternate when we do our shows, uh, just for the sake of efficiency and not going insane, constantly trying to research subjects every week. Um, so yeah, she, I would periodic, periodically get like an IM from her of like, oh, I found this one, but we need more of this other thing. And so she, bless her, has been, <laughs> has been sorting through the mass of potential inclusions and yeah. to I think a really strong. Thank you. I had a, I had a list of five and four of the five stayed the same. Mm -hmm. And then in in a, there's like sort of a six part thing that we're doing. So four of the six segments pretty much were the same from early to late, but there was some shuffling in the middle. Mm -hmm. What what are what's one of the standout characters? We won't give them all away, but what is a standout character where you're like, wow, we have to tell this story? Well, we had to tell the story of Elizabeth Thorne, who is the subject of the women's uh, memorial here in Gettysburg. Um, it would have seemed like a huge omission to leave her out when she's literally a statue. I'm not sure which way we're facing right now, you're but I feel right like direction. it's that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right there, it would have been seemed like a huge oversight to talk about her. And so, if just the very one sentence version, in addition to all of this other stuff that happened during the battle, uh, she was about six months pregnant, and she uh, buried about 105 people who had been killed, uh, mostly soldiers, but also a few civilians. She had almost no help. Her elderly father helped her some. A couple of guys helped her some. They both got really sick and left. And that was the thing people commented on was like, she was a pregnant woman burying bodies in the July heat. Many of them having been decomposing for days. uh, While her husband was away fighting. While her husband was away fighting. Certainly emotional distress. Also raising three little boys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you ever want to feel like a wuss, just read her. There we go. You'll be like, I'm a lazy, lazy person. Yeah. (laughs) It's so true. Yeah. (laughs) When I'm complaying about like trying to get my next podcast. Right. I'll just be like, I'm not burying bodies in the July heat while carrying a child. Yeah. Yeah. I should probably put her picture up next to my desk or something and just be like, okay, you know, you you think, you know, you're pretty weak right now. (laughs) You know, look at this. Get it together. Yeah. Pull it together, man. <laughs> Pull it together. But yeah, you're so right that when we talk about Gettysburg, when we talk about war, military in mm-hmm. general, it's mostly, you know, the male synopsis of it. Mm-hmm. It's mostly guys who look like me telling the story, mm-hmm. too, which is sad because I cannot, literally, I cannot wait for the day where I'm the only white man on a panel. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be fantastic. Right. Because I, because, I th- because I grew up with just this white male dominated. Mm-hmm. I would love to see it be so much more diverse. Well, and we... That occasionally we'll get an email from someone or a Facebook comment or a tweet or whatever complaining that we are talking about women too much. Wow. And right. So problem number one with this is if you actually go and count 
the math does not support that. No. <laughs> and like, even with concerted effort to focus on women a lot, we still talk about a lot of men and like a lot of uh, things in history that wouldn't necessarily fall into a gender category. Yeah. Right. But then on top of that, like the people who make this complaint seem to think that women have taken over history everywhere. <laughs> but when you go through the emails we get from publicists and the books that we get as sample copies and the new articles that are written, it's still just overwhelmingly dominated by men. Like there's a weird perception that somehow, oh, oh women are getting all the attention now, but women are still like this much of the attention. And we'll have books that are this big that are all about like great men in history. They're not called that, but like that's what people, Essentially the that's the category yeah. way, way outnumbered. If we want to have a person of color on the show, we got to go find them ourselves because yeah, the publicists are not telling us. We actually, Tracy doesn't know this because she uh, works out of Boston and I'm out of the home office in Atlanta where all of our parcels come. Mm -hmm. But we have a joke with me and the person who delivers our mail where he likes to watch me deliver it and, we always joke that if it were a drinking game, we'd be hammered because for every book that we open that it's about Winston Churchill or by a white guy, you take a drink. Oh, yeah. And it's like we would be hammered every Tuesday afternoon <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if yeah. we were, in fact, playing this game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll just send you any books. <laughs> Which is uh, – and a lot of those are great. And I yeah. want those people yeah. to not be writing, but it would be right. great if we could just hear more from the people that are not getting – that kind of publicity and that kind of attention right right uh, in the history world and particularly in the history publishing space right yeah i've, I've found that too with with the live <laughs> events that we do that it's it, the nature of the beast has been overwhelmingly yeah. that it's white male dominated and it's yeah. it's a sad thing for me to think about that that i'm trying to like bring new people in and, and all that but uh the podcast game has skyrocketed in the last 10 years yeah uh and I want to talk about that heavily because that's how uh, we've learned about each other right. mm -hmm. in some form or fashion. And how did it all start for, for you two with the podcast stuff? It was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, Holly and I knew each other before we started working together mm -hmm. a little. Yep. And then uh, we're getting to know each other better at work. Yeah, Tracy um, was at that point site director for How Stuff Works. And I got hired as the tech editor, like a copy editor. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And we were at a, a like work party thing. Mm -hmm. It's probably trash talking someone. I would imagine. Not, not a person we worked with, but like a celebrity person or a movie or yeah. something like that. Right. And our boss overheard us. And he and I had recently had a conversation where like my work at as site director was like very focused on spreadsheets and budgets and managing people. And I really felt like I needed some kind of creative outlet because I had had that in my job before and I really didn't so much have it anymore. And so he and I had had that conversation and then he overheard us having this snark party, snark party. <laughs> uh, and sort of factors coalesced for him to sit us both down and go, you should have a podcast together. Uh, and so then for about a year, we had a podcast called Pop Stuff, which was about pop culture, which we prepared literally. We would come in in the morning and do maybe an hour. Two, if we were if, feeling yeah, luxurious about of it. Of research. <laughs> and then we would walk into the studio and record things. And then it would become a podcast. Yeah. Wow. And then uh, the previous hosts of this show, Sarah and Dublina, uh, Dublina went on maternity leave and I had guessed it a bit on Stuff You Missed in History class. And then she came back and ended up shortly thereafter getting another opportunity elsewhere. And at the same time, Sarah was like, this show is really exhausting to do, which is 100% correct. Um, 
and she wanted to just step away from it and focus back on being a copy editor as well. So at that point, we shifted off of pop stuff onto here, and mm-hmm. that's what it's been ever since. Yeah. Wow, that's quite a journey. In it a is small a journey. Time. <laughs> it's a saga. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Uh, how has since since you all have taken over? What has the growth been? Oh, a lot. So yeah. I think when we started, do you are you comfortable with me saying numbers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I feel like when we started, we were getting about one and a half million downloads a month. Yeah, which we didn't wow. know when we started. No. Like, we literally were just, you know, doing the standard toiling in a dark room. <laughs> right. each other. And no one ever, at that point, I mean, it was years ago, so people weren't telling us what our numbers were like ever. No. Because um, that was very much like a secondary part of the company. Like, How Stuff Works was still exclusively, not exclusively, but primarily articles and uh, copy on a website and then podcasting was kind of this side thing all mm-hmm. of us that were podcasting at the time had primary jobs on the website and then podcasting yeah. was like our side thing mm-hmm. and then there was a, a, a powerpoint that went around for like a presentation that was like hey will everybody check their numbers and make sure they're right and, and we were I like what and i think i ran in your office and went did you look at that <laughs> Did you know this many people listen to this show? Is there an extra call? Because I think if you had asked either of us prior to seeing that and they said, how many people listen to your show, we'd be 12. Yeah. <laughs> we had no idea. Yeah. And now we're more like 9 million a month. Yeah. Wow. eight Between 8 and 9. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it's really just been like a slow and steady growth right. over right. the years. Um, I think the biggest jump that we ever had was the first time that uh that we did the podcasts about the haunted mansion yeah which uh, holly researched those and because (laughs) yes holly's very excited about the haunted mansion but um at the time we were able to upload the audio files of our podcasts uh into tumblr in a way that later on like our own architecture wasn't compatible with it anymore so we Mm -hmm. stopped doing that after a while Mm -hmm. but people on Tumblr were really excited about this. (laughs) And it was like, we had a meaningful jump after that, just from like Tumblr excitement. Yeah. Um, And, but that's like one of a very few concrete things that that I could point to and be like that, that one moved a needle. Yeah. 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 Otherwise it's been kind of a slow and steady incremental thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I know a couple other people who podcast and they're like, we just can't get the traction. It's not there. And they've been doing it for two, three years. Yeah. It just takes that one little thing yeah. sometimes that you don't even realize it can have that potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it it's, um, Tracy and I were talking about this earlier today while we were at breakfast because I also executive produce a number of other shows uh, for our network. We're owned by iHeartMedia. And like there are shows that we started that have been sort of like on the bubble where it's like, should we keep doing these shows? Should we? And like one of them in particular was not getting traction. And then all of a sudden, you know, a year and a half later is getting like these weird growth spurts. And we don't know why exactly. I mean, there's obviously it's word of mouth and a lot of buzz, but like that's kind of the fascinating, both wonderful and terrifying thing about podcasting is that it's very difficult to predict. You just have to love it to keep doing it through that sort of, sometimes disastrous feeling lack of knowledge <laughs> or predictability right but then those are the people that end up really like blossoming and developing something great because mm-hmm. i really feel like consistency and longevity are more important than almost anything else in yeah the industry. Mm-hmm. yeah consistency is huge mm-hmm. right um and like just on our show we can look and see what the most popular episodes have been in terms of what people have listened to 
And often that list is really surprising. Like I haven't looked at that in a while, but the first time that I ever did it, uh, the thing at that point that I was, that was our most popular episode ever was the one about the ghost army, Yeah, which uh, was, you know, fake p- tanks to, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. fool the Germans. Inflatable tanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like, we both were like, that was a fun episode. Yeah, didn't did think that was going to be the number one of all time. Especially right. popular. Yeah. But I think it, I mean, it is a great story, right? Of people from ad agencies and out of art school getting yeah. brought into the military, not as much training as they probably should have had militarily, yeah. but being like, but we need your creativity to fake out the other side. <laughs> right. And it was really like, battle theater and mm-hmm. it was right. uh, super fascinating and i think that's kind of why people probably like that one it's just the idea of trickery and creativity winning out over might in mm-hmm. a lot of cases and being like mm-hmm. a key strategy that's just a compelling story on its own so well scrawny guys like me enjoy that <laughs> <laughs> we can't win fights but we try to outsmart Everybody you and that's about it you know yeah uh, what I, I don't mean to ask you who your favorite child is, but what was one of your favorite podcast episodes that you've done so far? What's um, one that was really, really got you like, you know, excited or you put a lot of effort into it and you're like, wow, this is really awesome. There are so many episodes that I could answer that question with. I'm yeah. sure. Butter yeah. versus margarine. Six? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Top uh, three. Yeah. Butter versus margarine was a lot of fun because uh-huh. it was ridiculous. Like it was about when margarine was developed this ongoing fight between the makers of butter and the makers of margarine with the with the butter people kind of saying this is fake and disgusting and you shouldn't it's bad for you and the margarine people being like no this is amazing um and we got i still think we got more listener mail about that than we have gotten about just any episode and it went on for weeks and then we would read one of the listener mails and then people would write in about that listener mail and we learned about things that like like it, it, even though like I I know Jewish people in my life, it did not occur to me that the introduction of margarine like revolutionized a lot of things about Jewish cooking. And I was like, I didn't even think of that yeah. ever until somebody right. wrote it in listener mail. And then somebody else was like, Yeah, I remember sitting with my mom and putting the pink dye in there and the smuggled margarine. I was like, This is amazing. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, even if the episode itself had not been all that fun to work on, the response to it that went on for weeks afterward and had so many cool things about it. Yeah. I'm trying to think of my favorites because they shift at various yeah. points of time. I love our Hannah Mention episodes. We have three of them at this point. We did a two-parter on its development and as kind of an example of how, like, we think of the Disney company today as this juggernaut. And I think we forget that in the beginning, Walt was all hustle trying to get stuff done and had to like wheel and deal with companies to like get sponsorships and be able to build what he wanted. And that's just a great story. But then um, uh, sometime after that, we interviewed Jason Sorrell, who was an Imagineer for a long time with Disney and uh, wrote the book of of the Haunted Mansion's history. And he's just a delight and super fun to talk to. Um, I also really love our Lions of Tsavo episode, um, which is about the man-eating lions that were killing a lot of people in Africa, uh, presumably for sport, uh, which is fascinating. Those lions are now on display at the Field Museum in Chicago, if you ever want to see them. I love it because we often get pictures of people. Uh, they will send us that they take in front of the yeah. lions. Yeah, I was going to say. But the yeah. best were um, two gentlemen that got married at the field, and they took <laughs> their wedding pictures in front of the lions and sent them to us. The best. That's awesome. One, the absolute best. That's awesome. One of the times that we were in Chicago, I think for a live show, like we had a little free time, and I walked over there from our hotel and yeah. spent the morning there. 
Um, and they were setting up for somebody's wedding. And I was like, whoever's doing this, I love you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I, I'm just starting out as my listeners know, and I just started in January and it's been a fun ride mm-hmm. since I started and I've really enjoyed it. And we've tried to have different topics and it's because, you know, I don't want to be cornered yeah. right. into one right. thing. And like you all have done, you've tried different topics and that's, that's, your style yeah. and that's really commendable and and a, a lot of people that i know follow me also follow you all mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a little reunion nice. without oh, nice. knowing it yeah. you know, of, yeah, yeah, of us yeah. coming together and, and talking but what are your what are your plans for the future with the podcast and with other events to to get the word out or to i mean you already got nine million people following you we you don't have to get the word out but <laughs> you know we, we i'm the kind of has to get the announced word out. details yet but they're coming very soon we do have another tour happening in the fall this year yep awesome. uh so we will do some october dates and then a few dates in november so keep your eyes out for those awesome. for those of you who were bugged maybe if you followed along last year and saw that we were just doing coasts you might be very happy yeah <laughs> they don't have the word coast in the name right oh, okay. uh yeah those of you in the middle of the year Yes, they're going to be a little more happy. They're coming to you, Tornado by, Alley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We have that. We have a, a couple of other live events going yeah, on. Yeah, we have one that's coming up in Indianapolis in just a few weeks. Yeah, as part of the pre-programming mm-hmm. for Midwestern Roots. Yeah, which is a family history and genealogy conference. Mm-hmm. I feel like I couldn't say genealogy just then, so I tried again. <laughs> um, so that one's going to be a lot of fun. And then I don't. we have one more. That's sort of a one-off that I don't feel like has been officially announced yet. I don't think so either. So um, we can't say, but it's so we can't really say, but it's DC also going to be fun. We could say that. Yeah, we're, we're planning to be in the D.C. area a little later in the late in summer September. slash early yeah. fall. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and then it's just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, what is it like doing the live events? I for love you? It. I like it too, yeah. I yeah. Um, I The first time we ever did one, like I was a theater kid growing up and I loved doing musical theater. I was terrible at everything you need to be able to do to do musical theater, but I loved it so much and did it anyway. And so the first time that we were going to do a live show, I was like, I'm probably not going to have a lot of stage. Right. And then the morning before it, like I couldn't eat. I suddenly became completely (laughs) petrified. Um, But after we got through that first one, I was like, Oh, this is a lot of fun. We can do this and have a great time with it. Yeah. Uh, my college degree is theater and film study so uh as well as english um so for me it was to me it's like the payoff of all of those hours of doing research like i love history but doing it on a deadline and essentially writing a research paper a week gets exhausting like i was telling you earlier like there are days yeah i'm just like tired and i don't want to write a show and i want to flip the table and go i'm tired of history even though i love what i'm studying just the pressure (laughs) of having to get it done by time x right kind of can sometimes make it a little less joyous than it could be otherwise Mm -hmm. um even though often i think our guiding ideology is to always find the thing that we're excited about right but there are still just days where you're tired and there are eight other people that need attention for various other needs at work and so it can get a little bit exhausting but then these are always the payoff moments like that's the thing i say to myself in my head is like i know you're tired but this is what lets you go travel and see people and meet other people that are excited about this stuff so uh it's to me it's the dessert yeah right yeah you you, you do two shows a week right yeah uh, we each do podcasts. one so yeah. you're each doing you're doing 52 yeah. 
But you, like <laughs> well, you said to me earlier, you're doing 52 reports each. Yeah. <laughs> a year. Well, and one of the ways that like Holly and I are, are opposite slash complement each other uh-huh. um, is that like when I started at How Stuff Works, I was a staff writer and my job was basically to learn something every week and then to write about what I learned. And that was, I was like, this is the best job that has ever existed on the planet because it was like being in college, but somebody was paying me to do it. <laughs> right. And I was like, it's great. Um, and so the, like the, the, Tracy kind of loves that. I love cycle. the, the research and writing cycle. It mm. even loving it though. It can be, it's just exhausting. Yeah. Sure. And this is why, um, like when I have a vacation planned, I will run 90 miles an hour to get prepared for the vacation so that I can have like an actual break where I'm not doing the kind of like refresh myself. Cause even though I love that whole process, it can still like, it's a marathon and yeah. at some point. You got to have a like walking break at minimum. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I get that. I understand that. I, my one pet peeve is I work better under pressure. Oh yeah. So I'm the guy who gets it done like two nights before mm-hmm. and that can be bad. <laughs> You're way ahead of me. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, uh, we record normally. We start recording at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. There are times when Tracy gets my research at 4 a.m. on Tuesday. Yeah. That's oh, okay. Um, partially because like I, I, because I do work on a lot of other stuff. Like if I go into the office, I can't get anything done, mm-hmm. uh, which is no shade to anybody that needs my attention in the office. It's just like there are always people walking up to my desk and going, hey, did you read that thing that I sent about the other? I'm like, I forgot where I was even at in this history book. I'm, I'll come back to it later. Um, so part of it is that like the hours from 10 a.m. to 4 a.m. are like prime writing time for me mm. uh, because all of my animals are asleep. My husband is asleep. I'm not in the office. Very few people are going to email me at that hour. Uh, so that's often why I tend to, to run kind of a vampire version of a normal life. <laughs> that is prime sleeping time for yeah. me. <laughs> yes, yes. We all work differently, yeah. I guess. You know, but come out with hopefully a great, great product. Yeah. And, you, and you all have, have done that and 9 million downloads a month is thank you so awesome. it's bizarre right? yeah <laughs> it i can't even fathom i that, uh was at know. an event last month time becomes a flat circle when you travel as much as we do but right. um and the person that was moderating the panel i was almost like do you think about like that do you feel like you have achieved some level of fame i'm like no first of all what um two like i could shop by myself and nobody bugs me but three like the bottom line is that's a great number and it's a, a really lovely achievement but at the end of the day we still gotta go in our little study corner and write stuff by ourselves mm-hmm. and record in a dark room mm-hmm. and none of that feels any different than it did at 1.2 million downloads so or when we were on pop stuff and it was like eighty thousand downloads right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> at a peak like it's i think that was the highest right. month we ever had still the right. same so right. it doesn't it's not like our lives suddenly became glamorous no <laughs> right right yeah i just i would love to have the peak of eighty thousand. Like, <laughs> we're getting there you will you will we will we will i have i have confidence yeah but what i want to do is 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 thank both of you for coming on here because this live stream has been uh going consistently all day long oh but, wow. but i've been really uh pleased to be able to be here to rub with both of you and to talk about podcasting and also talk about a little bit about the women of gettysburg but i really wanted to hit the podcast thing home because i know some of my followers do their own podcast mm-hmm. and could use some pointers and some understanding yeah. as far as that's concerned and i'm so glad that you all agreed to come on oh, and, great and be a part of the live thank stream. you so thank you for doing that thank you all for tuning in today to some of these live stream interviews you all have been fantastic mm-hmm. tune in later for a wrap-up mm-hmm.